This is the Drummer's Resource Podcast, session 143. And the quote of the day is from James Cameron, who said, Failure is not an option. Hope is not a strategy. And luck is not a factor. You're listening to the Drummer's Resource Podcast, home of in-depth interviews with the world's greatest drummers and industry professionals. Information, education, and motivation for drumming and beyond. What's going on, everybody? Nick Ruffini here with another session of the Drummer's Resource Podcast. And this session is brought to you by DW Drums. And I've been playing DW for years, not only because they make great handcrafted drums, but because they support and foster drumming initiatives all over the world, much like this podcast. Check them out today at dwdrums.com. This session is also brought to you by Dream Symbols. And do you know what makes Dream Symbols different? They keep it simple. They focus on one thing, making high-quality, handcrafted cymbals and gongs and offer them at a very, very affordable price. So if you're tired of paying for the name on the cymbal rather than the sound that you get from it, check out DreamSymbols.com. This session is sponsored by Evans Level 360, and drummers everywhere are talking about the Level 360 technological revolution in drumheads that allows for fast, precise tuning and perfect fit every time. Level 360 ensures balanced contact with the bearing edge every time for an incredible tuning range. Be sure to check them out today at evansdrumheads.com. All right, here we go, guys. Drummer's Resource Pro is now live. Drummer's Resource Pro is a unique way to learn from and interact with legendary drummers and music industry pros. There's a masterclass every other week that you can attend live, interact with them, ask questions, and converse with them about whatever you'd like. We also record them so you can watch them later. There's MP3s. There's all kinds of stuff inside the members area. The best part is if you sign up now, you're going to get it at a discounted price that you can lock in forever. So you'll the price will never go up. The price is going to go up, but it'll never go up for you if you sign up now. Head over to Drummer's Resource Pro for more info. I'm sure that you'll dig what's going on over there. Now, let's get into this interview with Garrett Goodwin. This is a really, really remarkable story. Garrett has been playing with Kelly Clarkson since he was 19 years old, and there's there's a lot of stuff that happened in his life that that sort of landed him in that position, um, but, but he talks a lot about different passions and how, you know, he loves music, but he also loves business, and he has a nonprofit that he's going to talk about, which I strongly suggest that you check out. So really, really cool conversation with Garrett. I'd never met him before, and... And uh, we hit it off, and he's just a great dude, great conversation, and a, and a remarkable player. So without further ado, let's get into it with Garrett Goodwin. Garrett, what's going on, man? Thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it. Man, thanks for having me, Nick. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely, man. I I, I wanted to get you on. I think I mean we've a lot of we've a lot of mutual friends, but unfortunately, have never have never met. Uh, in real life, we've we've just done the Skype thing. So great to chat with you, and and hopefully we'll get to we'll actually get to meet in person sometime soon. Absolutely, I'm sure sure one day we'll we'll uh, make it happen. If if well JC if, JC Clifford, if he's yeah. he's the man behind everything, so somehow <laughs> he will uh, he'll align it. Like somehow you're going to end up at my house for dinner or something. You know, what I mean? it'll just uh, absolutely, man. <laughs> JC is the man. J- I actually just started working with JC. We're gonna. 
um, he's going to be representing me and, and we're, it's going to be really cool. I'm looking forward to it because he is the man that knows everybody. Yeah, that is amazing. <laughs> For the people who are listening who don't know who he is, his name's J.C. Clifford and he is the force behind Drum Tax and, uh, and just – He's, that guy is just a, a nonstop like networking <laughs> machine and probably one of the nicest dudes I've ever met in my entire life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just, just a good guy. So if you ever see a guy with uh, that's walking around, and has well, he doesn't have the big the big beard anymore. But but uh, but if you ever hear of J.C. Clifford and you ever get a chance to run into him, definitely say hello because he's a nice guy. So. Um, so now that we got that out of the way, I feel like we, we were like, we had to say that. I know, right? It was just, it was meant to be. This is sponsored by JC. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Garrett, what I do with all my guests, I'd like to get the backstory of, of where they came from, how they got started. And for, for the people who are listening to the podcast who don't know who you are. So just, just give us a little primer of, of who you are, what you do and where you come from. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, my name's Garrett Goodwin. I, uh, my main gig is I tour with Carrie Underwood. Um, I, I also do a lot of sessions, a lot of clinics, um, different things like that. And, um, I have been with Carrie for close to 10 years now. So, um, I moved to Nashville when I was 17 and uh, did, you know, did the whole Nashville thing, trying to meet people, network, all that. And then, uh, when I was 19, I right place, right time. Someone, uh, uh, threw me in the hat for a tryout for Carrie and, uh, 19, I got the gig. So it's, it's been a history ever since. Hmm. And I'm trying to think 10 years ago. So she, I mean, she was, it wasn't like she was just starting out, right? How long has she, how long has she been um, on the scene? It, you know, she was about, uh, I'd say a year, year and a half into it at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I say ten years. It's it's been about nine and a half years for me. Right. So, um, yeah, she she was around a little bit before that, um, and uh, I, I came on right after her first album. I got you. So, yep. So, where are you originally from? I grew up in Pensacola, Florida, and um, I you know kind of my background is I, I grew up playing and playing drums in church. I. I, uh, I would stand behind the drummer every night starting at nine years old or every, every time there was church, I'd stand behind the drums and watch the drummer. And one day I said, you know, I want to be a drummer. I, so my, luckily I had awesome parents that, that got me a kit and, um, uh, I went and took one drum lesson. The, uh, I, uh, went back the second week. The teacher said, you'll never be a drummer. Don't worry about coming back. Um, really? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I was 11 years old. I, I, I was like, all I want to do is play drums. And I went home and cried to my parents. And, but, you know, looking back, it's one of those things where I think it kind of pushed me along. And, and, you know, I don't, I don't have any hard feelings, but I still think about it to this day. And I go, you know, I, I, it, it, it helped me. It, it drove me, you know? So I was going to ask, did it, did that keep a chip on your shoulders? Absolutely not. No. I mean, it, it, I I have awesome parents and I think at a young age they I think it was a really good uh uh life lesson even at a young age for and it was um uh it's it's part of it you know what I mean like mm-hmm. it's it's life it is life it's drums it's life or it's it's whether you have a different job or a different career or any of it it's it's part of um learning to to deal with people and and move on and not hold grudges and all that so hmm. Because I, I mean, for me, I I would sort of take the 
the Frank Sinatra approach and be, you know, it's like the greatest form of revenge is massive success. And I would <laughs> right. just be like, you know, I, yeah. like, if I were you, I would like, I don't know. I'd be the guy that goes, that goes You'd back go and find like, him. I go like back and talk to that person and be like, Hey, uh, do you see, uh, the, right. Right. You know, like, that's, that's what everyone says. They say, man, you need to find that guy, call him up and just send him a, a video or something, you know, anything. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, uh, it, it didn't, it messed me up for a minute, but I didn't really care. You know, I just, mm-hmm. I knew that I wanted to play and I was going to do it anyways. So, um, so, it's just, it's so just I got to ask, were you that bad? Uh, well, here's, here's the thing. I, I never, I had never played, I, I don't, no one in my family's musician, mm-hmm. um, that I never touched a drum set before that day. So, for me, oh, to, what the hell? To, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, this was literally the the I bought the drum set, and my parents signed me up for lessons. And I went one week, and he gave me, you know, do this. And I I went home and I practiced it, and I came back the next week. And I, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, I, obviously, I was that bad. I I couldn't tell you. I don't remember, but I, I can't imagine. Uh, it, I can't imagine doing that to somebody else that has never picked up sticks. You know what I mean? Right. Right. <laughs> it's like give, give me a, give me two weeks at least. Something. <laughs> I wonder what that dude's doing now. Man, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I, I don't know. Crazy. It's it's funny because I had um, I interviewed uh, Chris Carhart from he plays in Fanagram. Yeah. And he sort of had not I don't want to say the same experience, but a similar experience. He went to the Collective in New York. And the guy said, listen, if you can do something else other than play drums, then right. you should do that. Wow. Wow. That's because, wild, man. Because this is a hard industry and, and, and all of that. But And it was weird because there was a lot of mixed – there was a lot of mixed reviews and you know, I got a lot of comments about it where people were saying you know, that – yeah, maybe that was good advice because it is a hard industry and other people will say, no, that's screwed up. Why would that guy ever say that? And, you know, and he's on tour with Muse right now. So, right. Um, <laughs> so I think if, if there's one lesson to be learned, it's, it doesn't really matter what, what other people judge you as, or, or say that your path is going to be, you can, you can forge your own path. Absolutely. I mean, if you want it, if you want it bad enough, you can do it, you know, and mm-hmm. If you if you have the drive and and are willing to make the sacrifices and um, uh, you know deal with deal with some of the junk, you know I, I'd say that that most uh, any career path there's going to be there's it's not going to be easy. Right. You know what I mean? If you want to get to a certain point and have goals, it's going to take a lot. So mm-hmm. yeah, the, the music industry can be a tough industry and it is a competitive thing. But again, if you if you want it, you can you can have it. You right. know. Right. So you're 11 years old. The guy tells you never to come back. Eight years later, you're playing with Carrie Underwood. So how, how do you get there? How does that happen? (laughs) Yeah. You know, um, man, I, I just would sit in my room. I, I actually from about 12, uh, 12 years old, I actually started homeschooling. So I, um, but the church I was involved in was, was very, uh, musical and they would, you know, I played for like at that time, the, the youth, the youth church, and we would go, you know, we would travel around and do conferences and different things like that. So it was very, uh, uh, musical place. And so I, I was like, I want to homeschool. I just want to play drums. So again, my parents were really supportive and, um, so I would homeschool and I would get to travel even at a young age. And 
it was, you know, it was me just, just sitting in my room spending time. I would just practice along with CDs and, and, um, you know, I, I had a few key people in my life that, that told me some important things of, you know, sit with a metronome, sit with a click, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. these things that, uh, and it's what I preach now because it's not, it's not fun. It's not fun to sit with a metronome and a kick snare and hi-hat and do nothing. Don't do one fill. But if you can lock in with that click more than anything, it's like, that's huge. So there was these key things in that sense that I was told and taught and, um, I would just force myself to do it. And, you know, I, I, it's all I did. It's all I wanted to do. It's like, I didn't, I didn't care about school enough, which is probably not the smartest thing either, but I, I wanted to, I wanted to play drums. I was determined, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that's, that's what I did for the next few years. And I got, I got to start traveling with, uh, like I said, the church and, um, uh, I ended up moving to Nashville when I was 17. My family moved with me and kept playing in church, kept doing, um, um, you know, meeting as many people as I could, uh, playing as much as I could. I'd take any gig that I was, that was thrown at me, you know, sessions. I would go sit in the studio with, with guys that I knew just to, just to watch, just to get the experience, just to, um, meet more people. And, um, it's crazy, man. It's like, uh, it, it's pretty wild how I got the trial for the carry gig too, because I was playing again at this church in Nashville that I played at all the time. And, um, they, they called and they said, can you come in to do this sound check for this, this conference that we're doing? But they were bringing in session guys to do the actual gig cause they were recording mm-hmm. an album. And, and at the time I'm like, really? Like I, I play with you guys all the time. I, you know, like it was, it was a tough thing for me. And then you're asking me to come do the sound check much less, you know, like not right. even just, you're not playing it, but can you come do the sound check? Cause the main guy that's going to do it can't make it. And, um, it's, I, I have to say in everything I've done, it was one of those things where I, I, uh, it was another life lesson. Cause I really, really wanted to say no, but mm-hmm. I went and did it. And, um, that going and doing that, I sat down with the bass player and the guitar player after sound check and we went and got coffee and they said, man, what are you doing now? What are you up to? And I said, you know, just doing the Nashville thing, just trying to meet people, trying to play. And, and, um, one of them said, uh, you might be getting a email tomorrow and the next day, uh, is when I got the email to, to learn these songs and go try out for the, the carry gig. So it's, it's wild because I hmm. look back and I go, I have to say that's one time where I really almost said, no, I'm not going to do this. You know what I mean? Just because I don't know, I guess I I was a little bit in my own head and again, another great life lesson for myself personally, that was like, you know what, I'm going to always keep a good attitude and I'm going to do as much as I can because look what came of that one instance, that one situation. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Did you know, did you know the bass player? Did you know those guys? I did. I, yeah. um, they were, they were the guys that I, uh, I would go sit in the studio with and just hang out, but it had been, it had been a little bit, I mean, it had probably been a year since I'd even, I'd even see them. You know, I, I didn't even know that they were the ones on the gig, um, that night. So when I went to soundcheck, I, you know, I was like kind of seeing old friends and, and then they, you know, started talking and it's crazy, man, because, putting your neck on the line for someone like that, you know, throwing out your name for a trial. That's, that's, 
that's a big deal because it's uh, you, you've got to be completely confident in in who you're throwing out. You know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. So. You know, it's a lot of times people ask people to to suggest somebody. You know, it's like, man, I've never even seen you play, right? Or yeah. you know, or I've never worked with you, or or something like that. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put my ne- and I have no problem putting my neck on the line for somebody that I know can do the job. But but for it's sure. definitely. It's definitely a, uh, a a thing to to consider before you do it because that can ruin your reputation. Like if you put your neck out yeah. for somebody, you know, it's like if you yeah, send a guitar player somebody to somebody and and they do something that makes you look bad, it could hurt your reputation. Absolutely, yeah. They're gonna the 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 person you recommend them to is gonna remember you for recommending that person. They're not they're gonna forget about the person that tried out and they didn't get the gig they're gonna remember you for for throwing the name in the hat so. like why did you why did you send me this guy mm-hmm. so i have to i gotta ask so did you move to nashville because of music or did it just so happen that that you moved to nashville because your family was moving no um i moved to nashville uh, again my parents and family was very supportive so um that was a big part was music is they knew that's what i wanted to do it's what i wanted to pursue and um, this church that I had grown up in and played my whole life, uh, the, the main music pastor there was actually moving to Nashville to start a church. So my oh, family okay. was kind of moving up to, to help with that. But then on top of it was to, you know, support me and what I wanted to do. So it, it was kind of kind of worked hand in hand and worked out really well. Nice. So was the was the carry gig? Was that a cattle call or was it just like a few people? Um, it was it was uh, I. I know there was a, a pretty big handful of guys that tried out. I, I don't know the exact number, but I know there was a, quite a few. Hmm. So I, I don't know. I've and never you were asked too to many. get the gig. Absolutely, yeah. There was. Um, I think there was some couple guys in town that weren't the happiest about it. You know, guys that have been there trying tr- trying to do it for years and and different things like that, which I, I completely understand. Um, and you know, I I, I can I, I'll humble myself and say, you know, I'm, I'm probably wasn't the best drummer that tried out. I'm, you know, I, I don't mind saying I'm not the best drummer in this town, but it's, it's so much more than that when it comes to a gig, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, um, it's the kind of person you are, the, the kind of fit for the, the band, the kind of fit for the people in the band, um, musically and not musically, you know, just mm-hmm. as a hang, because this is people you're going to be living with pretty much, you right. know? Right. And, um, you know, it's again, it's so much about attitude and, um, you know, not not getting cocky and, and different things like that. So it's it's uh, it's it's a lot about your ability and your skill and your playing. But it's so much more than that. It's funny. I'm sure, you know, Steve Bowman. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was saying, you know, you're, you're more likely to get a gig at somebody's barbecue than by being the best drummer in town. Yeah, said, absolutely. You know, relationships make the world go round, and that's, that's it. And it's the thing that I always try to express to people is that the playing is a given. You have to be a good player, right? But when you're at that level, you know, trying out for carrier, even you know, on the Nashville scene, if you're a, a pro or semi-pro, everybody can play, right? That's the that's sort of the given, and you got to have the X factor of either being a good networker or, you know, or you got to be cool or you got to, you got to have the good hang or you got to be a connector or, or, or something. And then when you start to get into that conversation, it sort of turns into this like, uh, so I got to be sleazy and I got to network. And it's like, no, you got to 
you got to foster, you know, you, you got to foster genuine relationships. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's what it's all about building relationships and, and being a genuine person, you know, it's, it's, you can, you can fake it all day long, but that's, that's going to end up showing up in the end, you know? Yeah. Those people get weeded out pretty quickly. Yeah, exactly. You know, you, you burn a couple bridges and, and it does, it may not feel like it, but this whole industry is very small. And, oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and, and, and people are going to, people are going to find out quickly. Good news travels too, though. So, if, oh, yeah. so there's, you know, there's a lot of people that I'm sure that, you know, if you stop playing with Carrie, there's a lot of people out there saying, oh yeah, Carrie's a good guy to work with. And you know, that, that word's around, I'm sure, you know. Right. Yeah. So you, so, I, and I, I don't want to say the word luck because I don't think that it was, it was all sure. Right time, right time, right place. But I don't want to say that you lucked out and got this gig, but you were relatively lucky to get it at such a young age, in my opinion. Um, and I don't mean that in a, in a, no, I, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I didn't want that to be, no, 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 by any means. no way. Uh, so I always have to ask the question of, and I, and forgive me for using the word make it because I don't like that word either. And I think it's <laughs> such, I think it's trite and it's a, it's definitely a cliche, but it was there ever a point where, you said, well, if I don't, if I'm not doing this by the time I'm a certain age, then I have to maybe pursue other interests or do you have other passions that you think that maybe you would have pursued if, you know, you're 25, 30, 35 and you're like, you know what, music's not really paying the bills like I need it to or, or, or things like that. Or was it just like, by all means necessary, whatever I got to do. Right. You know, I, I, at a young age, I, I always had the number 30 in my head and I don't know why. But I always said, I don't want to be 30 and still trying to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would, uh, I, uh, my, my family's always been, uh, uh, they've always owned their own businesses and things like that. So I have that in me. And um, I'm always, always, even now, you know, I, I do have this gig and I, I have had it, but, you know, it, it could go away tomorrow. Right. And uh, aside from, from that, from music, I do, I do have other, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm very entrepreneurial. I love, I love, I'm always, me and my wife sit around and, and write ideas down all day long because, um, the, with music and being on the road, there is so much time. There's so much, there's so much free time, mm-hmm. um, during the day. So there's so much opportunity. And, and the other thing is, is, is I want to have these other things going. I want to have more than just music. I love music. I love playing drums. Um, but like I said, it could go away tomorrow and, um, and not that I would ever quit playing music at this point, but, um, you know, you've, you've got to, you've got to build your house too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You've got to, um, uh, have your, your, um, your, your things in line because, uh, especially when you're a side guy, especially when you're, you know, a band guy, it's like, uh, if the artist decides to, to call it quits, then, you know, you've got to, and then that all t- kind of ties into the relationship side of it too. It's like, once you say you do get a gig or, you know, land a big gig or whatever you want to call it, um, you know, I've seen guys that have done that and they let the relationships kind of fall as- t- to the side and they don't feel like they kind of have to, they have to keep them up anymore. Right. And, um, they don't feel like they have to make new ones and they don't, you know, all those things. And I've seen it hurt so many guys because that, that again, that's the, that's the true, the true them, the real them coming out. And, um, and, uh, it will definitely hurt you in the long run because again, it's all about those relationships. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, um, 
yeah, I, I'd say that um, I, I definitely am always looking for other things um, in music and aside from music. That's why in the last year I've uh, I've uh, been starting. I've been tapping into the clinic side of it and lessons and things like that. And, you know, that's something I never, ever would have thought that I really would have done. And Mm -hmm. now that I'm, now that I'm doing it, it's, it's awesome. I love it so much. It's, um, it's so cool to, um, you know, either sit down with 50 guys or sit down with one guy. Like it's the coolest thing to sit down with drummers and, um, you know, talk about the industry. And that's why this podcast is so cool because it's like, you know, we're talking about the industry. If you want to learn about paradiddles and things like that, you can go on YouTube and learn about all that all day long. But when you get deeper into it to these other things, it's like, there's so much, there's so much more to it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think, Um, you know, a lot of it is, a lot of it is smoke and mirrors and a lot of it is, is misunderstood. People are misunderstood. Or I, I want to say people misunderstand what's going on, you know, with uh, with a lot of the industry, especially like endorsements and and, you know, how this how all of these things work and, and what the difference between a sideman and someone who's in the band and and, you know, the the re- what's real and what's not real when it comes to touring and, and all of that stuff. And and I wanted to shed a light on it because I want I want people if they're going to go into this industry, I want them to go in with their eyes open and to fully understand the ins and outs of it right and and then make a better decision because if i think if you're if you have a if you have a preconceived notion either way bad or good it's going to sway your decision and what i've always tried to do is just paint a realistic picture of hey there's a lot of great things about this industry there's a lot of shitty things about the industry too but you know there's a lot of there's a lot of good and bad about every industry so let's let's just lay it out on the table and let's not fool anyone so that if you want to get into this then you know what's going on yeah, that's it, man. You're you're exactly right. I mean, it's it's you're playing music at the end of the day. So what's what's greater than that? You know, if, if right. that's what you want to do. But yeah, there's there's a lot of um, there is to to be honest. There's a lot of uh, junk that comes along with it. And there's you've got to again, you've got to want it because there's a million other guys here that want it just as bad, if not worse. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so yeah, it's absolutely right. So I'd be remiss if I didn't ask what businesses you would like to be involved in if they were non non music businesses. Right. Um, you know, I, I have a uh, I have a nonprofit that I do that I started. Me and my brother in law actually started it, and it's uh, I say nonprofit, so it's not really a business. But you know, it w- it would be awesome to be one of those things where eventually it could turn into you know could um, create some a few jobs for people, but it's, um, it's, uh, we, it's a kind of, I don't know if you've heard of Tom's shoes. Yeah, absolutely. But it's, it's the same basic idea of, um, but we, we have, we make backpacks mm-hmm. and we, um, put educational material in the backpacks and, you know, do bag drops basically. Um, and cause you know, a lot of these places, uh, kids can go to school for, for free, but they don't have the materials to do it. Right. And, um, so it's, it's been a really cool thing, um, uh, to be doing. And, and now we've, we actually have opened up a, a little facility where we're actually making our own backpacks now. Um, and we've created jobs doing it. So it's, it's, you know, trying to break the poverty cycle and, you know, a lot of people are doing it in different ways and different areas, but I don't think it can be, um, overdone. You know, I don't think, <laughs> I think there's plenty to uh, to go around and 
plenty of uh, opportunity in that sense. So, you know, you, you say business and I don't really look at it as a business because it's one of the coolest things I've ever done, like getting pictures back of these, these kids with um, just so pumped to get these backpacks or, or notebooks or pencils or whatever. It's like the most rewarding thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I love it in that sense. And if it was never a technically a business, then I'm fine with how it is. Right. Um, but I love things like that. I love, um, uh, you know, my wife went to fashion school and, and she's, uh, she's in the process of starting a, uh, a hat line, a clothing line, a hat line. And so just things like that. I love all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, just ran- really random stuff, you know, that's, that's kind of, kind of, uh, kind of how it goes. I think when you just, when you think that way, cause mm-hmm. the, the opportunities are endless, you know, I, um, I agree with you, man. I have uh, a couple of businesses myself and I actually wrote an article about this maybe like two weeks ago about passion and career and, and the ongoing struggle between them. And I'm like, I love playing music and, and you know, it's, definitely a passion and I, you know, I have a full-time gig doing a podcast about it and everything. And it's like, but I love business and I love starting businesses and I love being entrepreneurial. And, and, you know, I think whatever, whatever drives you, you know, I think you got to really pay attention to that kind of stuff because I think a lot of people do what others think they should, they should do and, and don't really follow what's really inside of their head sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's fun, man. It's exciting to start new things and start new businesses and, Mm -hmm. And I mean, even if it's not glamorous and cool, like it's still, it's still fun to do. I, yeah, I, most of the time starting a business is the opposite of glamorous and cool. Right. Absolutely. And even what you're trying, I mean, I, I this is really funny and I don't tell anybody this. I don't know if anyone even knows this about me, um, but like even friends, but I, uh, I, I own like a vending machine route and that's really funny, but it's, really? uh, yeah, it's awesome, man. It's, it's been a great thing. And and, uh, you know, it's not some crazy, like it's, it's not amazing at all. It's not even cool, but it's like, it was just one of those things that, um, I came across and got into and, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get into like short term rentals and things like that too. So hmm. it's a, it's, it's just exciting. You know, it's fun to do different things. And as a musician, you, you can, you know, you can do those things and, right. and, um, and you, you have the time, you know, mm-hmm. and plus you're traveling all over so you can meet people all over the country or all over the world and, and, you know, connect with them and maybe start something with them or, or get them involved. And, and absolutely. Yeah. So how can, how can people get involved with the, with the backpack nonprofit? Yeah, it's, um, you can check out the website. It's, it's called know me, love me. It's, um, it, we call it KMLM. Um, and you can, it's KMLM.com and you can check out the, uh, the site and see what we're doing. And, um, you know, you can, you can buy backpacks or donate or, or whatever you want. You know, we've gotten involved with some, some churches now that do bag drops, um, on their own. And, uh, that we've kind of partnered with them and, and because we have these, these people making the backpacks for us that is creating jobs for them. It's a, it's a cool thing. So now we're not, we're not just, you know, wholesaling backpacks from China We're mm-hmm. we're, you know, creating jobs by making these, these backpacks. So it's, it's cool, man. It's, it's, it's one of those things where if it grows, it grows. If not, it stays where it is. It's cool too. You know, that's awesome. So, yeah. I'm going to check and we'll, we'll talk off air. Cause I'd like to see uh, maybe how I can get involved with that. So, cool. yeah. um, so 
what and not to put you on the spot, but what would you say is one of the biggest misconceptions about maybe the industry or or your gig uh, in particular or the type of gig that you have as as a sideman? Um, man, you know it, it's a little bit of what we've been talking about. Um, you know, people. Uh, which I don't want to say the wrong thing here. So that's why I'm kind of like thinking for a minute. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of people just see the one side of it. They see the glamorous side of it. You know, they, they, uh, they just think it's, it's like, Oh my gosh, you, you get to travel around and play music. And yeah, that is amazing. But you know, when you're in it, it's like, you you don't really think about the side of yeah I get to travel around but it takes me away from my family you know what I mean and right. and to me that's important it takes me away from my wife and like I, I, it's, that's that's a tough one for me so you know I, I think that um, uh, I think it's it's more of of just not really thinking through it when when people look at it that way they go oh I get to travel around and play music but you know, you, 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 uh, can tend to sacrifice relationships and, and things like that because, uh, you know, I always say, uh, when I'm home, you know, you're, you're kind of building these relationships and friendships and on and on and on. And, uh, you go on the road for three months and, uh, you know, all these people that are at home, they kind of keep moving on and you come home in three months and you're kind of way back here where you guys were. And it's, it's a weird thing. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. And, um, I know I've been talking about like relationships and friends and family stuff, but that's like, that's an important thing to me. And I, I think that, um, uh, that, that's probably the toughest part for me. Uh, uh but again, it's, it, that's me being really, you know, kind of deep and personal because it's like, it, it is, it's, it's worth it. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's, I'm making a living playing music. So at the end of the day, it's worth it. I could go to work every day and, and be gone all day long and, you know, kind of do that. And I, I couldn't imagine doing that compared to music, but I say that that's one of the, the, uh, biggest misconceptions. And it, it's, it's funny because, you know, you meet someone and they're like, Oh, they just, they're like, Oh my gosh, it's the coolest thing in the world. So you get to do. And it's like, I might be having a, I'm away from home and I've been away for 60 days. And it's like, all I'm thinking is, yeah, I mean, it's cool, but I am like miserable right this moment. You know what right. I mean? Sure. So, sure. so I think that that, um, that might be one of the things. And, uh, as far as for musicians, um, it's just, it's just really like you already said, just being really seeing both sides of it. Don't just see the one side of it. Don't be naive to, um, you know, the, some of the things that, you know, everyone's, everyone's going to have a different struggle. Everyone's going to have a different thing. So mm -hmm. just don't be naive to those, uh, th those, those different things, you know, because right. it, after, after some time, those things will start coming out. It's like anything, you know? Mm -hmm. So do you have children too or no? I don't know. No Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Yeah, and I'm sure I was I was just talking to uh um uh why am I drawing a blank on his name? I just interviewed <laughs> him. Uh, this is embarrassing, but uh Sean Paddock. Uh, sorry. Oh yeah. Sorry Sean. <laughs> I just totally blanked. I was like 
uh, Scott Pelton. I was like, I don't know where. I was like, I don't even know what I'm saying now. Dude, you've uh, talked to like a hundred and how many drummers? Like, yeah, but I, mean, I just, I didn't forget his name. I just drew a blank on his name. Of <laughs> right. Just, I couldn't think of anybody's name at that point. Uh, but you know, and he mentioned the same thing. He's like, you know, you've kids and and world. The world keeps moving when sort of you're when you're on the road you're sort of standing still yeah and then you come home and it's like oh it's been it's it's been three <laughs> months you know yeah. and those three months have passed whether you were here or not yep and it's sort of like trying to get back into the fold of day-to-day life and then once you do it's like okay uh you know we got to go back out again so is it do you typically do the like the nashville touring thing or no uh, what do you mean exactly? Like the, the Nashville touring system where like the Wednesday to Sunday thing? No, no. No, um, you guys are like at yeah, just we, out. We do. I mean, we'll do let's, this year is going to be like a busy year. You know, normally a busy year is like uh, it, it's like a spring tour, fall tour and some festivals in between. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think maybe on a busy year, it's like around say a hundred shows, but we're gone a ton. Right. You know, is she in Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But uh, I meant, but, just to clear up for the audience, I've, we've talked about it on other podcasts before, but a lot of the people in Nashville do a bus call at midnight on Wednesday and then are usually home that Sunday. And then, so they're home, you know, Sunday or Monday morning, they're home Monday, Tuesday, and then right. bus call again on midnight on Wednesday and go back out. So some guys don't have it where they're on the road for, you know, three months at a time or two months at a time. Like I, I always bring up Brian Frazier more, like he was on tour with, with Justin Timberlake for two and a half years. Straight. Wow. That is like, wild. Just straight for two and a half years. It's insane. Man, I can't, I can't imagine. I cannot imagine that. Yeah. Oh man. But yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's uh, we're, we're, when we're out, we're out. And then, you know, we'll take a year where we're home a lot, you know, where we might do some summer festivals and things like that, but, um, then we're, we're home for months at a time, you know, so right. it balances itself out. But, um, yeah, the, the Nashville thing, it's a, it's a cool thing. It'd be a cool thing to, to um, you know, hop on the bus for a weekend and be home for a few days. It's, it's more, I guess, like a everyday typical job in a, in a sense. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, you're so. just going to going to play weekend gigs. It's right, except yeah. you're doing it in a bus and playing, you know, at stadiums. Yeah. So, how much interaction do you have with Carrie? Is is it a lot? Is there a lot of it, or is it more of you guys just rehearse and then sort of connect at the show? Yeah, you know, there there is there's it's it's one of those things where you know she's the artist, so she's doing her thing and. And, you know, we're the, we're the band, so we're doing our thing and there's definitely some hang time. She's, she's great and she's great to work for. And, um, there's definitely a good bit of hang time, but you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's work too at the same time, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to play music and, and, uh, you know, put on a great show. So there's, there's a, there's a lot of work that comes with it, but, um, yeah, there's, there's a good amount of hang and it's a good balance, you know, it's mm-hmm. a good balance of both. So. So if you could have a conversation with yourself 10 years ago, what would you tell yourself? <laughs> uh, don't, don't stress, don't worry, don't, uh, you know, I, I tend to tend to overthink the, the future maybe mm-hmm. too much. Sometimes I, I, I'll probably say the same thing in 10 years. Um, you know, just, just work hard. And, and I would have told myself work hard and, and, and push through and don't stress about it. Don't wear yourself down about it. And, um, and, uh, cause it's, it's all going to, it's all going to come together and all going to fall in place, you know? Right. 
You know, it, it, and what is it? The uh, oh, what's the the quote? Worrying is a misuse of the imagination. Right. Yeah. That's you know, a good way of putting it. And, and 99% of the stuff that you worry about and never ends up coming to fruition anyway. So it was just a waste of, of time and, and mental, and mental. Strength, Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And it's, it's, you can, it's, your mind's powerful. You can create some, uh, you can create so much that, that is unnecessary, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a, that's a good way of putting it for sure. So I, I want to ask, because there's a lot of listeners who are either pro, semi-pro, um, and trying to get bigger gigs, and some other guys that are you know that are that are doing this full time. And I just found out Chad Wackerman listens to the podcast. So Chad, if you're listening, hello, thanks nice. for listening. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, that was a, I think that was like a humble brag, but um, <laughs> but I like it. <laughs> so that's that. I had to like you know that's my way of saying this is this is the real deal man this podcast is the, the you real gotta, yeah you gotta listen to this but this podcast is amazing <laughs> kidding me all right <laughs> I'm sorry all right i'm going off on a, on a tangent but but a lot of the people who listen you know are, are either trying to do this more on a full-time basis or are already doing it and are trying to get to the next level so a two-part question one what would your advice be for people who want to do this at on a bigger level with with an artist like carrie or someone like that and also what are some mistakes that you see people making who are trying to to get into this uh this caliber of playing yeah. You know, it's, it's a lot of what we've talked about already, but, um, you know, as far as, as wanting to get to the next level, it's, it's like we said, so much about networking and connections and just, um, building those relationships, whether it's so cool now because, you know, you can hop online and, and pretty much connect with your favorite drummer if you want, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And talk to them and, and just, uh, and get advice and different things like that. And so many, so many drummers now are offering, you know, Skype or, you know, in-person lessons or different things like that. And, and that stuff is huge because again, you never know. It's like, it's like YouTube. You never know. You could put a video on there and someone see you and be like, we need this guy, you know? And yeah. it's so cool. Cause you know, even 20 years ago, you couldn't do that. There was no getting online and, and talking to your favorite drummer or, your favorite guitar player or whatever. So that, you know, that's, that's a huge part is, is, um, networking however you can just building those relationships. Um, uh, keeping a good attitude, you know, um, people, people don't want to want to hang out with a guy that's just going to either be cocky or, or, uh, going to always have a negative attitude or different things like that. That's, I mean, it sounds so simple and so, um, uh, almost childish, but it's so true. It's and it's, you'd be surprised at how much you do deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, as for, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing, keep working on your, on your talent, keep working on your, um, your, your gift, your, your ability, you know, just always, always be looking up. Never think that you're at the top of your game, you know, mm-hmm. cause there's always going to be someone that's, that's better. And, um, I'd say that that is, is definitely, uh, what I'd say to guys just looking to, to go to that next level. And, and, uh, you know, if, if it's something you really want to do and, 
you really feel like you can do it and you've got the right, you know, counseling, I guess you could say along with it. And, you know, if you could move to a place that is, uh, uh, more open with opportunity. I mean, I would say that if there's guys that are really serious about it, um, you know, if you live in the middle of Wyoming, it's going to be a lot harder to get a gig than if you're living in Nashville or right. LA or whatever. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of a common sense, uh, 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 thing, but it is very true. You know, I, I talk to a lot of guys that, you know, don't live near a place where there is a lot of opportunity. And, um, and they want a gig so bad. And I, it's so hard for me because I want to be like, man, I wish I could just throw you on a gig or help you. But, you know, once if they can get to a place like Nashville where they can get in front of people or play down the street at whatever at this where someone could see you there playing mm-hmm. or run into this guy here or, you know, it, it's, it is so much about that. I can't stress it. You know, it's like, it, and it's crazy how just one little being in the right place at the right time uh, can can change change your change your world change your um, your path. So right, that's definitely what I say. And I cannot remember what you said about the second part of the question. <laughs> just just mistakes that that you see people making. But I wanted to touch on one thing though too. It's you know being at the right place at the right time. Usually you know you have to go where the gigs are. Like you said, if you want to be, if you want to have a tech startup, you should probably go to Silicon Valley, not, right. not, you know, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I totally agree. Like go where the gigs are, go to New York, go to Nashville, go to LA, go to Miami. You know, it's just, it's just, you got to be where it's happening. And the second part was, excuse me, asking about, uh, the mistakes that, that you see people make common mistakes. Yeah, I mean, in in a sense, they go hand in hand. It's mm-hmm. it's it's like, uh, it's the it's the worst thing in the world for me to see uh, guys that are get great opportunity and get on good gigs, or um, you know, finally maybe get a, a break, and they they blow it by just something dumb. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, just not not showing not being on time and i know that again that sounds so so small but if if every time there's bus call and you show up 20 minutes late like dude you're that's gonna get old and you might want to watch out you know what i mean like it's again it sounds like a dumb thing but it's so true and and i've seen it over and over or even showing up to a gig you know show up prepared show up knowing what you're doing knowing your you the music um, you know, whether you're playing in front of 10 people or 10,000, it's like show up for those 10 people and know your parts, you know, do it like there's 10,000 people out there because there might be one person there that, uh, it, it could, uh, it could really help. It could really get you somewhere. Um, and, and, you know, have good gear, have, you know, have your stuff together, man. Like, because that it's, it's, you never know, you never know. Uh, what opportunity could come from from one thing? I mean, right. even for me, just when I'm when I'm home, I do sessions and and little things, and it's crazy because the smaller things I do, or the things I maybe don't necessarily want to do as much, or maybe the thing that doesn't pay quite as well, or different things like that. Those those things I find have so much more opportunity within them. Um, the things that I go do that it's like, oh yeah, no brainer. Yeah. I'm gonna go do that. It's, I find I have a little less, um, 
uh, opportunity with longevity. Does that make sense? It makes um, total sense. So total I, sense. you know, yeah, do it, do it right. If you're going to do it, always go a hundred percent and, mm. uh, and have your stuff together. Cause it's, I hate seeing that man, because it, it's, it's easy. It's not that hard. You know what I mean? To have your stuff together, have a good attitude and, and just, just hang, be a good hang, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I totally agree. Uh, one other question for you. So I'm ridiculously obsessed with, with habits and with routines and, and certain things that people do like in the morning and, and things like that. Do you have any like rituals or routines that you, that you sort of go through during the day or, or any ways that you, that you make yourself be, or that you use to be more productive or anything like that? Yeah. You know, it's a hard thing when you're, when you do travel a lot and, um, and every day is different. Uh, it's, it's something I struggle with cause I'm a lot like you. I, I like, I like a little bit of routine. And, um, and so I, I force myself, you know, when I know, you know, the next, even if it's just for a month, if I go, okay, the next month is pretty much going to be, I'm going to be home. You know, I'm going to be home pretty much for the next month. I'm going to, I kind of set every day where there's, uh, you know, little things that I, I do on a day, you know, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm in the process of writing a, um, a book, uh, a drummer's book. And, um, I, I'm in the very beginning pr- stages of it. So every day I try to sit down and do that every day. Um, you know, I, I mentioned this earlier, but we, me and my wife actually have this, we have this huge notepad and, um, on the very front page, we ha- kind of have these, uh, we just have a list of, of things like, uh, you know, like I said, she's trying to do this hat thing. And like, that's one of the things on the list, this book, you know, there's this whole list of things. So throughout the notebook, we will, we'll every day try to hit, um, something on the list or as many things as we can on the list and work on at least one thing on that list. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I love that, you know, like that's, that's, uh, because you're getting stuff done. Cause it's so easy just to kind of sit around and, you know, I'm like, Oh, I'm home for a minute. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to sit here, you know, and sure. and just and just chill out. Um, but it, you know, there's there's again so much opportunity. It's how much you want to to push to do it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I it, it is a hard thing. I know I'm not saying any specific exact thing that I try to do every day. Um, you know, when I'm on the road, I'll you know I I try to work out every day, and I I do say try, you know, and I I try to. Um, to read every day. I try to search for some new music every day. I, that is something I, I love to do is to sit down as much as I can and, um, and dig, dig for music, dig for not the everyday norm. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll get on iTunes and click on an artist that I like, and then I'll click on, you know, similar things or, uh, th- things like that. And I'll just right. dig and dig and dig and dig and, find these bands that, you know, no one's ever heard of. And I, that's like one of my favorite things to do. So, um, you know, different things like that. I, I, uh, I, I wish it was easier for me to get into habits and routines. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's it can hard, be man. Really it's, hard. I mean, it's, yeah. it, whether you, I mean, I travel a lot too and, and, but either, whether you travel or not, I think, you know, habits are the hardest things. They're the hardest things to break and they're really hard to create too. You right. know, they're, they're really hard. Yeah. So I think that's why I'm so fascinated by it is because if you can create a habit, then, you know, 
five years down the road, it can really have dramatic, a dramatic impact on, on what you're working towards. So absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I, one thing I do do is I, I try to, whether it's every day, write down, um, something from the day or, mm-hmm. or even if, if, uh, nowadays it's cool. Cause you know, for me, I'm, I'm pretty visual. So for me, I'll take a picture every day of like something that I do. And because looking back for me, whether it's writing it down or, or taking a picture, I'll, I'll forget half the things I, I, the opportunities that I had or went and did, or, mm-hmm. man, I, I won't remember that, but I know in, in 20 years, when I look back, I'll go, I do remember that, whether it's from something I wrote or a picture. And, um, I, I think that's the greatest thing in the world, Yeah, you know, being able to look back and, you know, kids being able to look back one day on, on that. So, yeah. That is that is cool, and that you have a visual representation of of what happened because yeah, you things start to run together after right. after a certain amount of time. So right. I agree. So where can people go if they want to learn more about you or connect with you or talk to you or or you know do you teach do you teach lessons or Skype lessons or anything like that? I do. Yeah, um, you can find all that on my website. It's just GarrettGoodwin.com, and um, I do I, I do you know Skype lessons Skype you know, consulting, I guess you can call it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I do in-person lessons. Um, you know, this next year I'm going to be on, on tour a lot. So I'm hoping in a lot of these cities I can sit down one-on-one with some guys. And also, um, I'm going to be doing a, a quite, quite a few, of uh, clinics along the way. So, um, all that stuff will be on my site and also on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that. So, um, but you can find all that on my site and, and, uh, yeah, man, I, I, I hope to, to meet a lot of, a lot of these guys along the way this next year. Awesome. Well, I strongly suggest everybody go check out your site and I'll put it in the show notes so that, so that everybody can, can connect with you and, and stay up to date with what you got going on. And I would, I just want to thank you for, for taking the time out of your day to chat with me. The, the information was really, really great. It was an awesome conversation and I appreciate what you do in the drumming community. So just thank you for being a part of this. I appreciate it. Oh, man. Thanks for having me. It's been awesome. And uh, thanks for the opportunity. Absolutely, man. Anytime. You're welcome. Anytime. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Gary. Appreciate it. Cool, man. See ya. See ya. So there you have it, Garrett Goodwin. I hope you enjoyed that because I really, really had fun on that conversation. And also, head over to drummersresource.com forward slash session 143 for all the info about his charity. I want you to check that out. It's a really good cause, and he's got a good thing going over there. So please do that. Also, again, I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, Drummers Resource Pro is now live. It's my new membership site where you can interact with and learn from the greatest drummers and music industry pros in the world and you can sell, save yourself a ton of money and lock yourself in at a at a discounted price forever if you sign up now uh, the price is going to go up but if you get locked in that price will never go up for you so i encourage you check it out drummersresourcepro.com and until the next podcast keep drumming thank you so much for listening and i'll be talking to you soon peace <laughs>